Hey guys, um, stoked to announce that Revelation Records will be sponsoring the next five podcasts, five episodes with Revelation Records. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for the amazing soundtrack of my youth. Uh, Revelation Records has put out some of those classic hardcore records in history. Uh, some of the most iconic photos by BJ Pappas are on most of those albums. And most of my friends' bands have put records on Revelation Records. Um, a lot of hardcore history. And I'm super stoked that they're part of the One Life, One Chance podcast for the next five episodes. The ad is coming up next, and it's fucking loud, and it's awesome. <laughs> hey, this is Sam Sumataro. I sing for a band called Drain from Santa Cruz, California. I'm here to tell you about our debut record called California Cursed, now available on Revelation Records. This summer, we're going on tour with Go to revelationrecords.com for more, and here's four seconds of what we sound like. <laughs> I'm stoked to be part of the Revelation family. Let's take the remaining 26 seconds to dive into what it means and what's up at Rev. Revelation kicked things off in New York City in 1987 with Warzone, Lower East Side Crew. After that, Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today, Judge, Inside Out, Chain of Strength, and many more. The times changed in the early 90s, and Rev was there with artists like Quicksand, Texas is the Reason, Far Side, and Into Another. There's new music from World Be Free, Constant Elevation, Urban Sprawl, Dare, and reissues of the classics from Inside Out, Side by Side, and Orange 9mm. Check out the Spotify playlist series. Ah! It's all at revelationrecords.com. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. Today is very special because it's my first time doing a podcast, not at my house, in my kitchen. Um, I'm actually sitting in a van uh, backstage at First Avenue Club in Minneapolis, and I'm sitting here with Milo from The Descendants. Welcome to the podcast. Here. Um, here in, in your van. van. <laughs> yes. Here in your van. This is perfect. <laughs> so I know this, um, this is kind of weird being in the van. We're kind of in the dark. We have no headphones. But it's working. And he just flew in today. And, and we can uh, hear Anti-Flag uh, doing soundcheck in the back. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully that'd be awesome. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So this is big for me. P- if people know me, they know where I grew up. And I actually got the flyer today for the first time I saw you guys in 1985. In uh, Newport, no, Providence, Rhode Island, at the living room. My friend sent me the flyer. I was 15. Yeah, that was a great club. That was a great tour. Yeah. Um, that was the first, before I get into the questions, but that was my first time seeing an out-of-town punk band because I grew up with the Verbal Assault guys and Vicious Circle and all those different bands. And then you guys were the first show I went to. It was like a, a band from another town. Are you, you from know? Rhode Island then? I'm or? from Massachusetts. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. So that was, a, um, that was an amazing experience because I, I listened to the record and stuff like that. I think that was... I don't want to grow up tour, maybe in 85? Yeah, it was 85, yeah. Yeah, grow yeah. Up, grow up. All right, so before we get to all that, anyway, I got three Descends tattoos. We cover your songs. Love your band. <laughs> um, yeah, get the time. Get the time, yes. With, wow. With enjoy at the end. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. amazing you even know that. Classic. Okay, so what I like to do in this podcast is like for people listening that don't really, I'm interviewing people who inspire me, so in order to see why you inspire me, I want to see kind of what inspired you. So I take it kind of back to the beginning. I have a lot of notes here. I'm in a van, but obviously you were born in California. Yeah. Um, what part of California? I grew up uh, in the in the L- Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles area. Okay. Bill and I both grew up uh, in the South Bay of LA, and uh, it's the beach. It's the beach cities. Yeah. You know, so Black Flag was there, and all those other bands. So it's, it was this little burgeoning beach punk scene that we were part of circle jerks too i think right yeah yeah okay so yeah. and you have brothers and sisters i have a 
two older brothers and one younger brother. I'm just a middle kid. Yeah, middle kid. Yeah, yeah. I have two brothers. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Um, and then how was it growing up for you? Like we got we not like a strict family. Your parents cool. Obviously, we talk. We'll get to that song, parents. But growing up, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean I. You know I. It's I've led a charmed life. I got I I've I've had great, uh, kind of I've had great parents. Yeah. Uh, you know they, they uh, were typical. Uh, you know late sixties, early seventies, California parents. I mean I, I uh, I had a fair amount of leeway to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So not strict. Okay. And uh, I mean I it, it 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 I guess it worked out for me. I'm sure in many cases it. It may not work out, but uh, um, they they kind of saw that uh, that I could make my way in the world and 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 just let me kind of do it. Um, you know, when I when I first started playing with the band, uh, you know, and, and it was time and it was time to graduate uh, uh, high school. Yeah, my parents my parents definitely were like, uh, "Well, are you gonna? What's your plan or whatever?" Are you gonna go to college? Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, I actually went to a community college for a year, and I think they were worried about that. Like, whoa, you know, this is a kid who obviously you know could 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 go very far but he wants to yeah. go you know and i i'd say well look this is a great experience i mean this this is a community college i'm going to transfer into four year so i just what my point in all this is that they kind of just let me run the show or uh, you know and, and call trusted the shots you. yeah and trusted me you know it worked out for the best but uh you know i i give them major props for that yeah well, I mean, were you were you good in school you got good grades and stuff yeah i i uh i you know i as in elementary school i i kind of I, I guess you know hadn't found my way as a, as a student nobody really does is in that at, no. at that age but I think at some point it clicked with me like oh I could be I could do this and it could be it could be something I'm good at you know so yeah. I did I did pretty well at school it wasn't something that you know I, I kind of lorded over people about but I but I felt like you know if, if there's something that you're good at and then that helps you to kind of you know enjoy it too you know so I, I did yeah. I definitely uh, got to the point where uh, you know school was something that was something that it wasn't uh, like as a, a heinous a thing as most people make it out to be yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, did you play sports I was in cross country in high school wow <laughs> that's amazing yeah. so yeah <laughs> it's funny because I look back on that period and it's like I you know I, I the whole thing with the band is like I got in the band because I was a nerd yeah but I was a nerd but I also did, did play sports it was kind of weird to look back because I had to I had to kind of redefine myself after the fact like that I actually was kind of a like something between a jock and a nerd mm. I, I, if such a thing exists I yeah. don't know <laughs> it might now but maybe probably. yeah maybe not then yeah because of course I had glasses from an early age so I think that's what that's mm. really what for me made me more of a nerd than than anything else was the glasses yeah and those just, like the stereotype yeah. yeah so wow so so you did good in school you played sport you played okay did cross country and stuff um did you say cross country right yeah yeah, yeah. and then so how were you? Like you said, you were a nerd. Like, were you like kind of a black sheep in school? Did you have a, a group of friends? Were you? Did you feel like an outcast? Did you feel? Yeah, like a nerd I was. Or? I mean, that's the thing. Is I think even though I, you know, had my cross country crew, I, mean, I had various people that were my 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 you know unit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I never. You know, I we never were really accepted by the by the you know the BMOCs and can you know the, 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 <laughs> you know, and so I I we I felt. I don't, I don't, I wasn't as big an outcast as say someone who, you know, just kind of hold himself up in a, in a room and play computer games all the time. I yeah, wasn't yeah. that, I wasn't that kid, yeah. but I definitely, I definitely, uh, like lacked social, uh, kind of skills to just, to kind of be, to be a popular 
kid or whatever. Yeah. So I was, I felt, I felt a little bit like an outcast, and as did Bill. Bill and I kind of, you know, bonded over the, being outcasts. Um, and you, when, I think the thing about me getting into the Descendants is that it kind of coincided with me as a senior, just being like, I don't. I've just decided I don't care what other people think. I love you know? that. I just like because for you know you you go you go through high school and it's like the first couple of years you're a freshman sophomore and you're like, oh don't do anything goofy don't do don't do anything that's gonna make you you know people ridicule you yeah you know and yeah and so you just keep a really low profile and then after a while I was like, fuck that I just want to do if I want to be a spaz I'm gonna be a spaz and if I'm gonna be a nerd I'm gonna be a nerd I should just embrace it. And that's when I got into punk rock, and it all kind of blossomed from that point. You know? So in your senior year, that's when you got exposed to it, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, I I was listening to New Wave probably. Yeah. As a sophomore and a ju- and as a junior maybe, but then I did discover Rodney on the Rock, the the, okay. the KRLQ, and and I discovered bands like X and whatnot, and that kind of set me, uh, you know, on the path towards you know discovering all that LA, great LA punk that was happening at that time and then I discovered Bill's band because he he came to yeah. school with he came to school with the ride the wild single that he was peddling and uh, <laughs> I bought it off of him and it immediately immediately became my they, be, they became my favorite band immediately wow and I just at that point I I went to go see them practice at the church and just kind of you know horned my way into their whole yeah their whole scene you know <laughs> so that's so so that was like that that's when you actually became feel like you became yourself when you were a senior like fuck it i'm gonna embrace who i am yeah i'm with a bunch of other outcasting freaks i found this punk rock music i can express myself and yeah. be part of this other family kind of thing right? absolutely and, and then the, the nice thing about it is it is at that point it was somewhat of a family if you think about it because all the bands were practicing at the church yeah you, know, you had black flag and red cross and crazy. you know and, and and the band called the last was practicing there and the descendants were practicing there and so it's like you had these older some of the older punks who could put on? Who had the wherewithal to put on shows? And they would just have all the other bands on the bill, and yeah. they kind of took us under their wing. And it was just a great kind of, you know, kind of, like I said, family kind of relationship where they would help us out. You know. Yeah. So, so, so you get into the music, and then does Descendants start when you're in high school? When once you get out, does it start as your senior? Descendants. Oh well, the so the Descendants bill started that when he was, I think, probably a sophomore, and then okay, and they they had been together for about a year and a half. When I when I kind of discovered okay. them, um, okay. so I I joined in eighty. In eighty, in 80 yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, and uh, I, like I said, I I was a new waver, and I and I didn't I hadn't really. My girlfriend's I, a surfer. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Good. And, um. And uh, I'd gone to see Black Flag at the at the Pollywog Park, which was which was kind of this this legendary show that they did. Yeah. But I had no idea who they were at the time. I mean, I. I, I watched these guys play and I was like, what's going, what are they doing? Like, cause I was still a new wave kid. Okay. I, I knew who Black Flag was, but I, I hadn't heard in their music. So it, it all just kind of went over my head. Um, but and probably back then it was crazy too. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, no one at that Pollywog Park show, it was literally like 20 punks, you know, moshing on stage and then a bunch of families throwing food at them. Uh, <laughs> really? Because it was, a, because it was supposed to be a, like an outdoor picnic show wow. you know so and somehow somehow black flag got got con- convinced them to let them play i don't think they really knew who black flag, flag were this is the organizers at the at the park the park organizers yeah, yeah, yeah. got them to, uh, uh, and so they start playing and all these families were assembled at this amphitheater to to watch <laughs> them play and they're they're all like it's a picnic so everyone's bringing food and then all of a sudden all the food's you know landing on stage after a that's while, so, crazy yeah, so. 
So okay, so then you join. So how old how old were you when you joined the sentence? Uh, I guess I was seventeen. Yeah. And so what did your parents think about that? At that, you said they were supportive and stuff, but they also probably wanted, like, you to go to college. All that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know. I mean, I th- I think that I think that they were uh, they were kind of watching it from afar, kind of just just keep keeping an eye on what was <laughs> yeah. going on with it. Like, yeah. Okay, where is this going to head? Uh, he's. He's, he's, I think this is the great thing about my parents, and I think this is the way parents ought to be, is if the, a kid shows passion for something, yes. you just kind of let them run with it, 100%. Uh, you know, and, and just, you can, you can keep tabs on, on whether they're going down a, a bad path or whatever, but, but don't, don't, don't shut the door on anything. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the thing. So they kept the door open for me to do it. And I was, and I, you know, kind of, uh, I guess I rewarded them by not becoming a drug addict. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you that. Were yeah. you, did you experience with. With drugs and alcohol when you were young, or no? No, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, I mean, it was all around me, but I just, I just never really, you know, it always was something that was, that was a little bit, uh, like, I don't know, a little scary to me, and I was yeah, just kind of like, too. uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that, um, and so when I got in the band, we were all kind of like, you know, not doing drugs or whatever, yeah. you know, and even though, you know, in a punk rock band, of course, you're exposed to that all the time, 100%. but, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we were never a straight edge band, but we but we were never a band that was a druggy band either. We yeah, it's a caffeine a, band. Caffeine. That was our main <laughs> drug. Yeah, that's pretty much, and that's pretty much happened. After I joined, <laughs> pretty soon after I joined, Bill was Bill was saying, "Hey, I got this friend, and we go out fishing, and and he's he can stay up all night." And I and I go, "How are you doing that?" And, he's, and his friend says, "Well, I take these drugs." And then Bill says, "Well, I'm not going to do that. Fuck that." So he would he would he would make this thing called a bonus cup. Yep. And, he, and he would fill a bunch of put a bunch of instant coffee into a cup and then fill it up and make this sludge that he would then drink and then he could stay up all night because they would wow. go out fishing. That was their gig was to go out fishing all night. Um, so that's <laughs> that was that was how we got into to coffee was through the bonus cup, um, and you know that was our drug. That's still our main drug. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the first time I ever even heard like a punk band talking about coffee. All yeah. I knew is my mom drank coffee. It was like an adult thing. And then yep. you guys started talking about. It. I was like, "Holy shit, coffee!" Yeah, like these punk rockers are drinking coffee. Yeah, and I it's was pretty awesome. I had had coffee before, but I think when yeah. I joined when I joined the band, it was like, it was like trial by fire. It was like, "Oh, I got to drink all this coffee," <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> I got I got into the bonus cup too, you know. So we yeah. all, so, you know, because you know, if 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 you have three out of the four people doing bonus cups and the the fourth one's not doing the bonus cups. Then he's he's always behind everyone else. <laughs> you have to keep up with you guys. Yeah, you got to keep up. Yeah. So okay, so. Now you're now you're in Descendants. Um, do you remember the first show you played being in Descendants? It like, was, was it yeah. Well, scared? It, was, it it was it? either a show at the Hong Kong Cafe that's in in Hollywood. Yeah. Or it was a show down in Long Beach at the at this. Uh, we were practicing at this place in Long Beach with this band, the Stingers. Okay. Uh, I mean, the only thing I do remember, uh, aside from the location, is just that I was really uh, uh, shy. I mean, I'm just yeah. Like here I am trying to be a singer, but. I came, I came uh, out of this high school background where I was a really kind of a wallflower. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like a shy kid, not really wanting to kind of, you know, reach out to anyone. Let alone express yeah. yourself and be on the stage with the yeah, microphone. Yeah, yeah. So I think for the first, you know, several shows, I'm sure I was just staring at the floor, you know, yeah. and just kind of like, uh, I'm singing here. You know, so it took me a while to kind of break out of that and just realize that, you know, uh, I could have, A, I could have fun, and B... It's the music that got me to where I to got me to get on stage. So let confidence the, and stuff. So, yeah. So get, let that same thing. Let the music get you to kind of you know, 
you know, maybe just uh, project project something totally, yeah, out, you know, yeah. project a personality out, basically. Yeah. You know? Were you writing songs before you joined the band, or like? I mean, I had written a few songs before the Descendants that were really just me. F- like I had no clue yeah, yeah. what I was doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, the first song that I wrote for the Descendants was a song I wrote with Tony uh, uh, Eunuch Boy. <laughs> that was probably <laughs> the first one. And then M16. Uh, I think M16. Maybe Eunuch Boy was first, but then M16 was second. M16. And M16 was on that first record that we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, I wasn't. So we had already. They had already come up with all this material before I joined and. We we worked it up together and and did okay. it, but you know, like a lot of the first first songs that got written were um, were Frank's songs or Tony's songs. Bill, okay. they, all three of them had written, and and there was some point where Tony said, "Dude, you're the, you're the new member, you should write some songs too." And I said, "Well, uh, uh, okay, I'll bring in some lyrics." And he said, "I'll write some music for it," and that was what Unique Boy was. And then and then he had and then he had music from M16, and I wrote words for that. Okay. And then finally, I wrote my first kind of complete song for the band. That was Hope. Wow. Um, so, okay. That's so Hope, amazing. Hope was the first one that I wrote that was fully mine, you know. Yeah. And then and, and uh, so you know that was that was a uh, and it got me. I think it that kind of definitely jump started the, the notion of oh I should you know write a bunch of songs. And actually, the sound of Descendants too, because it was like this. This pop influence too, and like you said before, like New Wave. Now I get it because it wasn't just straight. I don't know the typical punk it had more melodies to it. I know Ramones have melodies too, mm-hmm. but I feel like Descendants are kind of originals of kind of. I hate the word pop punk, but like just the poppy vibes and the love songs about relationships because nobody was singing about that stuff back then. Yeah, like hardcore, but with a bunch of melody. That kind yeah, of thing. I mean, because we but lyrically yeah. too about relationships. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were really influenced by uh, well, obviously the Beatles. Okay. Um, wow. But, but you know that was, you know that was a, some kind of a, like a distant influence. The more direct influences were bands of of that same you know era, like yeah. you know, Black Flag, obviously. Um, yeah. But, but I was really a huge fan of X, and okay. you know, and and X was probably my gateway band into punk rock, really. Gotcha. Um, but then there's this band called The Last, and they actually were neighbors. They were, we, you know, we lived in the beach cities, and they were also in Hermosa Beach, and they were a band that. Um, they took the Beatles and basically made it more aggressive and intense, like okay. like a more aggressive, intense version of the Beatles, which is essentially what we were aiming at too. Yeah. So, so when they when they were, you know, we 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 idolized those guys. They were they, and they're they still they still play out. If you if you if you listen to some of Bill's songs, especially, you can hear a lot of last influence. I okay. mean, it's the idea is the idea is to write melodies, but to but to kind of write really, uh, you know, in you know, kind of more intricate or you know complex melodies yeah and put that over punk rock and yeah. that's kind of what you know bill tries to do um but the last yeah i'd say if you if you think about our band as being a kind of amalgam of the last and black flag that's kind mm-hmm. of that's not so far off the mark so yeah. th- those are like the major influences yeah. for you yeah was it any particular record or, or, or i know you said black flag and, and them but like they kind of like holy shit like this is something i want to i don't know like <sighs> Like your biggest inspiration, I guess, to, for your writing and your song. I guess you just said it, basically. But yeah, I mean, the, la- the, the last put this record out called "L.A. Explosion" that okay. just blew our minds. Okay. I mean, it was. I uh, <laughs> Bill told me this just a few weeks ago because we were we were uh, hanging out and talking about the last, and he's like, he 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 put the first time he put on that "L.A. Explosion," he thought, "Wait a minute, these can't be guys that just live down the street from us. There's no way. How yeah. can these guys just be down the street?" Because we, <laughs> it was like this immediate like these guys are geniuses, you know, I mean, it's like, wow, you know, the fact that they could just put together these really, really sophisticated Beatles-esque, 
yeah, kind of yeah, songs. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, LA Explosion, all that first, all that early Black Flag stuff. And then I got into the Germs. Germs was another band that, that when I heard, you know, Darby, I was just like, oh, this is, I mean, I want to be that guy, you know? Yeah. Because he, I'm, he, obviously he, he was more of a druggie or whatever, but, <laughs> but he, but his, his, like, his approach to singing and his amazing aggression, yeah. the aggression that he put into the singing and the words are just amazing. The, what he would write as a, as, yeah. a, as, a, as a lyricist. So, yeah. yeah. When you guys came out with your sound though, at that, at that time for being with all the melody and stuff, did people, was it, was it really, um, it was like a breath of fresh air in a sense when you guys came out. I feel like when I first heard you, because it was something that was aggressive. I could skate to it. It, it was hard of punk rock, but then it also had melodies and had like this pure emotion to it that I didn't feel when I listened to, I don't know, Sex Pistols, I love them. It was something different for me. But then when I hear Descendants, it had like more of a, I don't know, personal message for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did you deal with like some heartbreak in high school and stuff or well, girls? Well, yeah, or? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I would say, you know, all the songs on that first record, they're autobiographical. And so, yeah. you know, I think we all had uh, girl problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and we tried, I, we tried to deal with the girl problems by writing about them yeah uh you know and to to i mean and, and some you know so that's how you know about the song like my edge or that's how you know yeah song like like hope um, yeah and but yeah i think that was unusual because all the bands at that point were writing about reagan or whatever they were uh, you know and 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 we we thought well we thought well we should just write like reagan that whole thing with the politics we we were not like we weren't apolitical, but we were yeah. not. It wasn't something that really like affected us in a visceral way. Yeah. The same way that you know a relationship would. And I just, yeah. I think we all just thought, you know, we should just be writing about what's happening inside of ourselves. You mm -hmm. know. And that's kind of where all those songs ended up coming from. But yeah, it was unusual at that point. Yeah. Doing something like that, uh, I think it, 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 I, you know, when that record came out, it didn't really take the world by storm. I think it took a while for people to realize, oh, this is a different take on punk rock. Yeah. And then uh, once once people saw kind of how different it was, it, you know, v relative to all the other punk that was happening. Yeah. It kind of helped. It helped give it a little bit of more of a, of a of, you know, kind of a, a like a, a splash. Yeah, but then like Wiener Snitchel and like Wiener Snitchel and like I like food. Those songs. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Like, I even know what Wiener Snitchel was. Now I know from going to Europe a million times. But like. Just stuff like that seems so, so foreign to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you guys were so like singing about things that I don't know. It's people need to think about. Yeah, that's all. You know, Bill's Bill's oh, genius. Bill, yeah. yeah, Bill's genius and all that is that is that he he took this this idea of well, we should just write about uh, just everyday stuff in our lives. Okay. And so you know, well, what's an everyday stuff that he's really interested? In? Was was really interested, <laughs> and that's food. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, that's why that there's a there's that line in the uh, uh, Wiener Schnitzel. Um, it's well, you know, like we're we're these young kids. We're yeah. full of the hormones. We're adolescents, and we should be, you know, lusting after girls or whatever. But we're lusting after food instead. Know. You know, so it's amazing, a, yeah. man. And so that's where that line, there's that line in there where Tony says, I think he ad libbed it. You want Bill Sperm with that? Yeah. <laughs> Like what? What? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it's like we're we're lusting after food, you know. And yeah. So that's why. That's where you end up some, with some bill sperm in there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So wait. So all right. So you do graduate. You're in descendants, and you do go to college for a little bit, right? Obviously. Yeah. But what what, we, what was your goals at that point? Obviously, you're in descendants. Obviously, so 
did you want to be a singer? Did, is this something you, you dreamed about being a musician or just kind of happened? Or did you have goals? Did you, obviously, we're going to get to what you actually also do. But, like, what was your major or, like, what was your goals? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, we started the, I, I, when I joined the band, I, I was thinking, oh, this is, I was just swept up in the whole enthusiasm of the moment. And it was just yeah. like, this is the best thing ever. We played shows. It was so much fun. All of it was so much fun. But I, I never really thought, well, this is going to be my career. It wasn't something that at that point was seemed viable. And it really wasn't at that point yeah. <laughs> viable. No, <laughs> you know, I think Black Flag. It's and just it, for after, fun. After a few years, Black Flag was able to tour the country. Yep. And you know, and you could see that you could at least you know, you could at least uh, maybe maybe make break a even. Yeah, break even. Yeah, yeah break even. But yeah. It was, but at that point, I was I was like, this is fun. This is a you know, blast, but I'm going to go do my other thing, which is, you know, I was really focused on, you know, kind of advancing in the academic world, basically. Yeah. And so I did, I, I, uh, I, 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 uh, told Bill and the guys that, that, you know, let's make this record and I'm going to go to, to school. Uh, and they were pretty understanding cause they, I mean, they, all they had to do was take a look at me to, I mean, I'm just like kind of like ex at that point, especially I just exuded like nerd, <laughs> nerd energies. Like, yeah, this is a guy that's going to yeah. do well. He's going to yeah. do well in school. So, <clears throat> but it's cool you always had a plan B. A lot of people don't have that. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you could kind of do both. Yeah, I mean, I, that's to me has been the most surprising thing about all of it. And, you know, looking back on all of it is that, you know, for all the years where I was kind of like, uh, you know, bouncing back and forth yeah. amongst these two things, I was always thinking, you know, oh, well, you know, the the music's great, but I need to have the backup the backup of the of the the stable you know science career and then i come to find literally just a few years ago like whoa i had it all backwards like 180 degrees opposite the stable thing was the music and the, the science career was the one that was sketchy wow really. yeah so it just kind of had it all backwards and i would not that's something i could not have predicted at the start of it all for sure yeah so how long it so you're you're a biologist yeah and so how long did it take you to, how long that what was that like becoming that yeah well so i i went to uh undergrad down in san diego uc yeah. san diego got my degree in biology down there and then uh you know after did that we we toured a little bit more we did some touring in the mid 80s yeah yeah you saw us i saw this a bunch of times yeah, yeah. and then <clears throat> and then i went off to grad school at that point and after and, after what record <clears throat> was that what record was that after in between? all okay we did the all record in 87 and then i went and then i went back to grad school from 87 to 92 was in grad school and I would I was kind of keeping tabs with what the you know the other guys were doing they were formed a band called all yeah and yeah. all was Shout out to out. all great yeah. bands and uh, all played around and I would occasionally jump on stage and this kind of I remember thing. that um, and then and then in 95 uh, I contacted Bill and said hey uh, I got some songs and you we maybe we should you know record so we made the everything sucks in 96 I know man and and, and at that point I was done with grad school and I was and I was doing what's called a postdoc, which is which is what you do when you when you graduate from grad when you finish grad school and then you can't find a job basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the way it works basically. In certain in certain fields, it's almost de rigueur that you're gonna you're gonna just do um, grad you're gonna do a postdoc because there's only there's, you have like this surplus of surplus of of PhD students okay. and not enough jobs and that's how it ends, you end up doing further. Uh, uh, further kind of uh, st studies and so that's why I, I was in uh, doing a postdoc so I postdoc in Madison Wisconsin uh, mm. 
in the in the in the in the mid '90s, basically. Okay. And then uh, finally, I moved out to uh, Delaware. This is where I live now. Yeah, why out there? Well, my wife got a job and at the University of Delaware. Okay. Uh, and I just followed her there, and I. I eventually landed myself landed a job at, at DuPont, a okay, big awesome. mega mega corporation there. Yeah, and and that's where I've been ever since. Uh, and I stayed at DuPont from uh, 2001 to to 2016. Oh wow! And okay. then they laid me off, and now I'm a musician. <laughs> wow! <clears throat> so that's not the end of it, though. That's not the end of being. I think it pretty much it may be wow. the end of it because I just, you know, I gave I really I gave it my all. Uh, and, pun intended. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and you know, I think I, I accomplished what I want to wanted to accomplish, and you know, I, I, I but in, in the in the midst of a, in the midst of accomplishing what I wanted to yeah. accomplish, I also made a realization that a, you know, the scientific world is as I mentioned before is not is not the bee's knees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and music is something that has been so much more um, uh, generous to me. Yeah, man. And been so much more, uh, kind of, f- for my own development as a person, has been so much more uh, yeah. uh, fruitful. Yeah, and and so, to- yeah, you know. from the beginning, how did you be, come out of your shell and just be yourself, like you said? Yeah, and, like, yeah, and just, the no- just the notion of, I can, you mean I can be creative, and I can, the sky's the limit in terms of creativity, and I, and I don't have to worry about putting food on my table? Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. And your father, too. You have, you have yeah. couple, two kids? I got two kids. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, so when did you become a dad? What year was that? My son was born in 2002. My daughter was born in 2004. So he's about ready to graduate. He's doing, finishing up. He's got a senior year of high wow. school. So, yeah. yeah, my son's 11th grade now. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So yeah. becoming a parent and then also having the song about parents and just being one, it's it's crazy to be like kind of a punk parent, right? Yeah, like, it is. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I... Uh, your kids are on stage reading all logistics, reading all that. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore because we don't play the song. But, but they, that was fun, you know. Part of the reason why I, when I got back into the band, you know, for the umpteenth time in, two, <laughs> in, in 2011, because I was at Dupont just kind of doing my Dupont thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, I had got, I'd reconnected with Bill in 2011, and my da- and my daughter was she was only you know seven years old at the time, and, yeah. and I played her some Descendants. She's like, she said, uh, "Well, do you guys ever do this live?" And I said, "Well." Wow. Not really," she said. "Well, you should because you should do you should play live." So I'm, you know, taking. So they never get to see you so play. I'm, I'm taking orders from my daughter. Like, <laughs> it's oh, okay. Amazing. If you if you want that to happen, we'll make it happen. You know. So, wow. So in 2011, we got back together and played shows again. But yeah, so they she was she was kind of like an instigator in terms of all that. So they've been That's really amazing. supportive. Yeah. I mean, I you know, as a parent, I try to do what my parents did with me, and then I try to just give them free reign to, to, to sure. kind of pursue whatever passion they want to pursue. So that's, yeah. And you probably some of the ethics you learned from punk rock too, being a dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, <clears throat> I just think that, um, you know, they, 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 they know, they see what, what we've done, my wife and I, in terms of yeah. kind of setting ourselves up for, you know, decent, if you want, if you want, if you want to put it that way, careers or whatever. Yeah. But I think they also have a, an understanding that, that they that they can have that they can look for careers where they can follow their passions, you know, yeah. and just kind of, and just kind of, uh, you know, maybe combine their passions with with something that can earn them some money. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, my son's a drummer too. He's in the band. And it's like I'm trying to tell him have a, he likes science actually. Yeah. Um, and he's doing some drama. Um, just have like a plan A, B, and C. But his band's playing shows now. They're playing like these record stores, and 
They have a buzz, like a grunge kind of band. It's really interesting. That's cool. Because I can't yeah. play any instruments, but he picked yeah. up the drums at a young age, you know? Yeah. Um, My daughter plays the French horn. Really? But she's probably not. Like, I think she she, she could pursue music, like, yeah. through the French horn. But she sees what I, you know, have kind of done. Yeah. And she, she, she can read the writing on the wall. She can say, dude... You've been extremely fortunate. And I go, yeah, I have been extremely mm. fortunate because there are so many people in my same position who, you know, yeah, it just the cards weren't, you know, fully yeah. right. I mean, she can see what I'm doing and realize that it's not that easy to just kind of land the way I landed. Yeah, I feel very fortunate. It's amazing. You you can go and do that and come back to the music and just have it's like almost like this normal life and come back into this yeah. crazy punk world. That to me is the, that's been the most mind blowing thing about all it. And balancing because I, it because I've been, you know, I've been, I've been a fair weather friend with music. Okay, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done music, and then I've said, and then I've flipped the bird on music and gone and done science. Yeah, and you, every single one of those times, I, I was just the expectation. In my mind was like, well, that's it. You know, I'm not, I don't need to do that anymore. And every time I come back, I just go, what? So I mean, did you miss it? Were you missing it when you? Were, yeah, I was missing it. And I was between like. 87 and 96 yeah, I think yeah. is the gap every time I would leave I would miss it and and I would just be like uh, you know how can I can maybe I can figure out a way to get back into it and you know obviously Bill to his credit was always you know supportive of that um, and you know I just to me the, the, that's been the main thing is that is that when I come back and it's still it's still there for me I just don't know how that works I don't it, to me it's kind of mind-boggling that I could just come back to it like that and I, I just feel real grateful. You know, I feel yeah. real grateful that people still want to hear it. They still want to come out to the shows. It's crazy you know? how many different generations of bands and humans you guys have inspired. And then having that comeback, Everything Sucks, was like the biggest comeback record ever, I think, in the history of punk rock. And every single song, I was going to just pick a few, but I can't. I had to write the whole record down. Like every song front to back is just perfect mm -hmm. what did that even feel like to even make that i think brett produ brett Gerwitz produced that one did he yeah yeah brett yeah well uh well i mean bill produced it but brett brett was you know kind of footing the bill but i mean yeah we were obviously in close contact with brett through the whole thing um but it was recorded out in the blasting room yeah, uh, yeah. You know, bill's bill's studio blasting room but i can just remember you know when, when we we tracked everything and you know it was quite a few songs many that didn't many that didn't go on the record really and I just thought, okay, I, I had committed to doing this record with the band, but I hadn't committed to anything beyond that. Oh. And then all of a sudden I just said, oh, we need to tour to support <laughs> this band. We need to yeah. tour to support this record. I, I just felt like to make a record like that and, and then not, not get out and play it for people would have been a, a real you know travesty, would have been a real shame yeah. to not. And then I said, I'm, I'm now committing to touring to support this record because I think it's that important, you know. And, did and you realize what kind of, did you realize how big that was going to be or anything? You just thought, oh, making a new record together. It's been a very long time. We're going to make this record and put it out and see what happens. No expectations. Uh, yeah, I had no expectations other than the fact that I knew that Brett was very, very enthusiastic yeah. about it. And, you know, he was like, yeah, 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 this is going to be great. And I and I, I just kind of rode the wave. And, and then when we got to the end of it, it's like, that was a great experience. I had so much fun. We made this video for it. I'm the one. Yeah, and it was amazing. Just, it's like the funnest video I've ever been involved <laughs> with. We don't do that many videos, but that was just yeah. fun. That was real fun. Great And song. I just thought, you know, you get you start, you get caught up in the wave of it all, and you just kind of ride it and just have fun with it. Yeah. Know? And so the last record before that was all right. Yeah. And so how did that was that that record did good? 
Well, you I know, I mean, that. the thing <laughs> about it, it, you know, if you if you you know if you look at the sales of any of these records, we don't we we never really caught caught on in terms of in terms of uh, you know the the, new, the the hot new flavor. Yeah. You know that you, you talk about this record that Brett put out, everything sucks, and there was a lot of buzz around it, but it never. I mean, it you know we we it, it never caught on the way say you know Green Day caught or anything yeah. like that. I mean, but I mean you know at any rate we. We those records back in the '80s, those were fairly underground records. You know, yeah. even, even Miley goes to college. It has all this, you know, cachet now, but it didn't sell m- very much at the time, and yeah. you know, it doesn't sell very much now. Really, it's just but when I mean when I mean big biggest comeback, I don't mean like the biggest song. I mean, the, I guess the best perfect album you can make after that long of a hiatus and come back like boom we're back yeah not like oh it's a million records it was just it was such an important the, everything about the lyrics and the music it, it, it connected with it was the, the connection it was the timing and it was the sentence are back and it was like holy shit so it, it fuck the sales it was more like yeah, the yeah. connection and inspiration was holy shit yeah no I, I, I get what you're saying yeah i mean it was definitely um it renewed my it definitely renewed my desire to kind of to basically to to kind of get in a van and yeah. spend spend a year and we toured like dogs we, for did, that year. we did. toured like dogs and you know <laughs> it was it was a it was a great experience but after a year of doing that you know we all looked at each other and thought whoa okay let's take a little break because we are just we're wiped out it was like a lot of shows that year you know? yeah so, so I mean and and but it was worth it because uh, you know I think. You know, we've we've got a bond, and we've we've had a bond. These four guys yeah. have had a bond ever since that 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 moment where we where we you know jumped in the van for the for, especially for everything sucks. Yeah. I mean, we we toured it for all the all record we toured yeah. for as well. But but I think it really solidified it, and everything sucks for sure. Yeah, I mean, now to go back to a little bit like obviously bonus fat and miles go to college. I don't want to grow up. Mm. Enjoy um, th- this. Th- just some of the songs for me like. I don't know, silly girl and yeah. shit, clean sheets and hope and marriage and yeah. I mean it's all different records. Just so many of those topics: sour grapes, eighties girl, hurting crew, Wendy, and then just the farting on the records. All of a sudden, <laughs> you guys are farting at records. Like who does that shit? Like nobody. So <clears throat> coffee and farting was like the two things. Like yeah, it was shocking to me as a kid. I'm like this is these guys. This is crazy, but. Uh, I know the farting came in through um, Bill because he had some flatship problems and you know right. <laughs> well now he now he he's bowed out he's bowed out from that. I'm, I'm really I'm retired the main, from farting. I'm the main uh, contributor uh, in terms of that. He uh, you know he, Bill has had uh, a, a, he's had some health scares yes. in the past and and he had uh, he had a brain tumor in 2011. Yes. And one of the outcomes of having that brain tumor, which they removed. But one of the outcomes of having that brain tumor is that he lost his sense of smell. Really? And so now it's weird because he he doesn't like farting anymore. And it's, I, you know, it's still something I have to come to grips with. Like, dude, you got, you, you know, we, you, like he, he you, you mean you, you, don't, you don't want me to fart anymore? What? It's like, no, no, don't fart anymore. Don't fart anymore. Because he can't appreciate the smell? Well, he says, he says, I, because I can't smell it, I don't know how toxic it really is. Mm. Like, you know, if, like the canary in a coal mine, you, he wants to, <laughs> like, if if you knew how toxic it was, you could run away. But, but yeah. because he's, he doesn't know how toxic it is, he feels like he's, you know, kind wow, of... Wow, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, this is over. Yeah, yeah. so so now I... I, I now I can really kind of uh, torture him. <laughs> was there was there any weird feedback back then for you guys farting your records and stuff like that? Or no? Well, I mean, Enjoy is our probably our, yes. our least favorite record. It's probably not, your not, your least favorite. Well, it's no. I was gonna say it's 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 the least. 
well well received record wow i love um, that record okay yeah i mean i like it too but i think people didn't get the joke and you know it's like yeah uh you know whatever people <laughs> people pe in we we're kind of susceptible we're suckers for for really uh infantile humor yeah uh, obviously yeah and uh, you know i'll probably I'll go to my grave laughing at fart at farts. Yeah, know? I mean I'll fart I'll fart when I when I'm on my deathbed I'll fart and I'll laugh. That's probably how it works. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and you guys said like crazy lyrics too on a lot of songs back then. Obviously stuff in yeah. it's, it's a PC world now, so some things can't be. Yeah, and I know they came from a, a, a not a hateful and whatever kind of what people would think now, but it's just being just being kids and talking shit and. Yeah, we you know and then some of them haven't, maybe haven't aged well. We've we've tried yeah. to kind of we've tried to kind of um you know. Like look at the list, the set list, and go, yeah, we're not gonna play that song anymore. We've done that with a few songs. Um, Do you ever change lyrics or stuff? Or not? I've tried to change. So we have, you know, this. If, if you know, the main culprit is probably Loser. Yep. Frank wrote that. Yep. And um, you know, you know, like you said, I mean, written in 1979. Yeah. You know, a different era. It uh, doesn't make it right, but 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 he, but and and also using the word, using the H word, uh, yeah. you know, as as a as an epithet. As as a as a, not 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 to refer to someone who's gay or whatever, but just as a you know yeah. And so that's kind of that's kind of a, a thing that's of the past uh, you know yeah. So I tr I would change that now you know I I did change it, back in the day to something else like, uh, you're, uh, what how I used to say something else instead, and then I realized well if I'm saying this other thing that's not so bad the kids in the audience are still saying the original word so then we totally stopped, then we stopped playing it all together it's just like okay forget it and you never yeah. caught shit for that either because that was pre-internet i mean yeah i mean i i think the thing is is uh yeah i think uh, now you've got you've got everything that can just go viral oh whatever, yes yeah, yeah. And, but you know i think it was it was time when when we finally retired it was it was way past time really yeah and you know i'm glad we did it but um you know we we're we we all uh, it was 1979. That's yeah, crazy. We all have uh, you know wives. Yeah, and we all have uh, you know we all have a, a I'd say kind of a, a very uh, uh, diverse diverse outlook on the world. And your parents now yeah. all that shit yeah. changes. So yeah. it's like it's like you know it took us a while to grow up, but we've grown up to some degree. So do you feel <laughs> like you actually grew up? You feel like you're. I mean, yes, yes. You're, um, you're a scientist. You have children. Uh, you have a career. But also, do you feel like this music, it keeps us young in a sense where, like when I'm on tour, I'm swearing, I have no responsibilities, I'm not driving my kid to school, and when they're van full of dudes talking stupid shit today, like you, and I feel like, I feel like it kind of keeps you young in a sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I keep coming back to the band. <laughs> yeah. Because I have this. From the with, adult life. Yeah, I go into the adult life, and, I, and I'm a <laughs> scientist, and it's just kind of boring, and, and I, I feel like every time I come back, it's because I've, I feel like I've lost something. Yeah. I've lost some sort of youthfulness um and i come back to the band and it's immediately i'm injected with that energy that i that i you know missed when i was doing science and so it does yeah. keep you young i mean i you know and i i'll still write songs that are you know totally crude and sophomoric <laughs> uh you know and uh you know to see if i can get away with it but yeah uh, but yeah it's uh it's it does keep you young i, th I think you know i i think with my kids coming to the shows that was that was just another way to, to kind of like stay young yeah um, for sure yeah and i yeah i it's it's been great it's been great because i i feel like my kids view me as as a really unusual parent because i've got <laughs> this whole thing that i do that's 
that's much more of like a kid's thing as opposed to an it's adult It's a totally thing. different world, yeah. man. Yeah. So when you're in Delaware and you know, like, do people know you or recognize you or know you from, do they know that you're in this other band? Like, do they know you? In I mean, I'll occasionally get recognized, but I mean, it's not, it's not, it, to me, it's, it's, it's fine. I, yeah. I, 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 when I do get recognized, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, yeah. because it's like, you know, it's like out of the blue, someone just kind of, you you're know. Like Clark Kent, like you have like yeah. this whole demeanor, then you're on stage, you're this, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah, I think I've had people two from, lives. when I was when I was in Dupont, at Dupont. I had people from from my from my job coming to see me play, and they they were like, kind of, yeah, really kind of flabbergasted by the whole thing. Like, wait a minute, you're not like that normally. So why are you <laughs> why are you like that on stage? I was like, well, this is another side of me that's coming out. Even you know? your kids seeing you for the first time must have been like, oh, that's my yeah, dad. What, like, yeah. What the hell? What, he doesn't <laughs> act that way at home. <laughs> did Did your parents go see you play? Yeah, my I don't know if my dad ever did. My mom, my mom saw me numerous times. Okay. Yeah, and she's actually still alive. And wow. Uh, but she she's now at the age like last couple of times we played in L.A. She said, "Oh, I should come to the show." And I said, "Nah, no, you. I mean, <laughs> I, it's it's gonna be too hard to 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 navigate the whole. You know, where do you put him side stage? Yeah, and, it's stressful. And, you know, and she's ninety years old, so it's like ninety. Yeah. Wow. So. You think she listened to some of your songs and the lyrics back then or anything or not? <sighs> your parents, even that song? I don't I'll know, have like... to ask her about that. Um, <laughs> I, th I think she, that's the thing with my parents again. I mean, they probably listened to all of it and were just horrified, right? But, yeah. But they were like, this is his gig. Yeah. This is what he's doing. It's a, it's a creative outlet. And, totally. And they probably just had to kind of shrug their shoulders and, you know, because, yeah, I mean, any parent... You know who would who would listen to what we did back then, would be like, whoa, what is yeah. this? You know, this is like, this is out there. You know, do you find like do you find yourself um, with your kids' music? What do they listen to? My son listens to like really new bad like mumble rap. He's into death metal. <laughs> so we found like two types of music that kind of we didn't we didn't turn him on to. He's heard punk his whole life and other types of music, but like he's into like crazy death metal and. He kind of found a way to rebel against us, I guess. Yeah, my my son went through a period of being into EDM, and I and I oh wow yeah, and I was like, I was a little bit, you know, concerned, like oh no no, my son can't be into EDM, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But then he got into he got into rap, you know. He kind my of son's into hip hop, yeah. Now he's into hip hop and he's into trap and yeah, and, Max know, too, yeah. You know, and it's I, I find trap really funny because no matter where you are, if someone's <laughs> playing trap, all you hear is that hi hat. Yeah. Like if they got headphones on, you can hear the hi. You you can hear just the you can you don't hear anything but the hi hat went through headphones. Wow. I mean, when, and so that, whenever so he's, you, what are some artists? Do you know any names? Oh, Miles starts talking about trap music. This is gonna be amazing. Oh, my, <laughs> the mumble stuff. Is he like Travis Scott? Yeah, he likes Travis I took Scott. my son to that show. There was stage okay. diving. There was a mosh pit. Yeah. I looked at my son and go, why are they mosh? He goes, why did they mosh at your show? I was like, all right, fair. Yeah. It yeah. was crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, Travis he, Scott. He, um, he likes a lot of really obscure trap because I, I can't name any of them. Cause they're, they're just, and he goes on the Spotify and he says, check this guy out. He's only got like 20,000 views. He's really underground and he's listening to all this stuff, you know. Wow. So, yeah. It's cool when your kids can educate you on Because I grew up yeah. with hip-hop too, like... A lot of the old stuff. So I play myself, my son, the old hip hop. He plays like the new stuff, and then like some of this really intense death metal. That's not, I say, why don't you check out like Slayer or maybe Obituary? He's like, nah, this is a real like okay, because he wants to find his own thing, you know. So he's death metal and hip hop together. Yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But then his band sounds like Mr. Bungle on some like nine some some grunge music. It's okay. weird, man. It's yeah. very, that's it's cool. interesting. Have you gone to a hip hop show with your kids or anything or no? No, but. Uh, 
definitely my son is he's getting to that age where he's he's starting to ask like i mean Wait, how old is he again? He's 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 almost well. He's seventeen. So he's, oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he's he's like he could go to the shows, and so like he was. I was looking at my phone at, at Songkick because Songkick is where you can look at. at <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can it shows what what bands are playing, and some hip hop band popped in popped up, and he's like, they're playing locally, and I I was kind of like, this is cool because he's doing what I was doing when I was his age. Like, I gotta go see some local bands. You know, well, we, we had to find a flyer or something. Yeah, yeah. Back then it was a flyer. <laughs> now it's song kick. Yeah, it's just know. on your phone. That, oh, yeah. that's crazy too. Yeah, yeah. So like you, yeah, you guys. It's crazy. Like it was almost like you got you, you were not a time warp, but you were gone for this such a long period. Everything changed. Internet. All then you came back with everything yeah. sucks. It's just, it's just a whole new world. And then to come back and all these people love you and this young and old people at your shows and you guys are bigger than you ever were before and it's it's crazy it's man crazy. it's yeah it's to me it's been <laughs> it's been just a complete uh you know uh windfall in the sense that it was not anything i ever expected n not even something i really even thought i wanted yeah uh, you know when i was back and doing my science gig like oh, i'll just do science but you know and just in the past few years where i've where like i got laid off by dupont and then i said well you know what maybe music should be my career <laughs> so like you know as of like 2016 music became a quote-unquote career and that's been amazing because i realized that there's all these things that when i was treating it more as a hobby i wasn't i wasn't really i wasn't getting down to the nitty-gritty of what yeah. music what music can be for me what music can can help me become yeah you know, in, in terms of being a songwriter or in terms of yeah. being a singer even just yeah. learning how just learning how to to kind of to to to, to not lose my voice or to yeah, i was gonna ask you yeah. that because we had some issues you do warm-ups now i do warm-ups i do all that you me know too, I, I love it and i and i just it's something where taking it seriously it's your taking tool. it seriously and and you know you think well now that it's a career well now it's going to be dumb and boring and and old but no mean taking it as a career means that all these things that i used to just not care about i care about a lot yeah and now that make that means that it's a challenge and i've i have a whole new set of challenges i never had before because of the fact that it's something that's like this is my thing you know and it's crazy so. this late in your career to even feel that way and be re-inspired at your age and everything you've been through and how long your band's been around and so now it's like a full-time thing yeah and it really yeah. wasn't before in the early beginnings when you're young and you're hungry and you put all these amazing records out it's just yeah i think it's part part of the reason why it's worked out the way it has is actually when we would when i would go away and do my other thing and i think it it gave it gave the band breathing room yeah and we've had we've had a shit ton of breathing room <laughs> and i think what that means is when we come back to it we're like really we're like really energized. Appreciate it more. You're energized, yeah, we appreciate it more. We're energized. And now when we go out and tour, we try to do smaller chunk tours for that same reason because yeah. we feel like we want to get out there and you know maybe we're only going to go out for four shows in a row, but those four shows are are we're going to be like really like attacking the shows. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like oh let's go jump in the van for like three months like we used no, to do. Man. And then you know it's you're, I think at that point your your energy for that thing uh, kind of 
you, you, your your performance it's, might suffer. The energy of it kind of goes down. It drains you. It sucks the life out of you being in the yeah. van that long, man. Yeah. It's draining. People yeah. don't realize like the the touring in the van and those long tours, and you love what you do, but you have family at home. And there's a lot of sacrifices, and you know just playing that many shows you can really get burnt and yep. you want to be friends first and foremost like i'm lucky to say that my all my band were best friends on and off stage and same with you guys you have a relationship where it's not just on stage and it's, it's all about how you tour too that can change a lot man yeah yeah and we've and we've tried to keep it we've tried to keep the cadence of the shows such that we are we were you know we, we want we're friends now and we want to be friends tomorrow we want to be yeah. friends we want to be friends 10 years from now yeah and we and we and just that's been the, the, and we want it to be fun and so that's been the that's been the kind of the the rationale behind doing it the way we, we've been doing it so yeah I, I i i know what descendants mean to me i know what descendants mean to everybody listening what do they what does it mean to you what is it what does it represent to you you think i mean i think it i think it represents a friendship like we're just yeah. saying yeah uh you know and basically what you're doing is you're sharing this really really intense part of your life with these other three people yeah and, and it's and the, that is really that's a really special bond obviously yeah um and then for me, just the, just the, um, the idea of having this, you know, not just a creative outlet, but like just the best ever creative outlet Yeah. as, as a way of saying, you know, I never thought that I could, you know, write songs or just, you know, every new song I write, I kind of feel like, wow, man, I just, that, that was like a whole different thing for me. And, and, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, you, you, you write a song and you kind of go, wow, that's like this record that we're making a record right now and I've never really collaborated with Stefan on, on music okay. or on, on songs. I mean, he would bring in his songs, I would bring in mine. Yeah. And, you know, in the, the few times that we had collaborated on on songs, I, I felt like it was like, it was an experiment gone awry. <laughs> <laughs> like a song like Schizophrenia or something like that. It's like, what what were you thinking? Like that, that's, that just didn't work. So, yeah. but like he came in with all these um, songs without without lyrics. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, I'm here. We go. I'm gonna start tackling the things. And he and I have written about fifteen or sixteen, uh, you know, songs with his music, my words, and it's just been the most amazing thing. Wow. And you know, to think about that, it's like, you know, we're we're now in our fifties and we're still inventing new ways to make music, and it's yeah. just great that way. That's amazing, man. Um, shoot, I think I cover a lot of stuff, man. We think. I was gonna ask you something else though. Oh, so um, do you have any regrets in life? Well, I mean, I guess my one regret is I didn't figure it out earlier. You yeah. Know, that 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 this was where I was meant to be. I mean, yeah. it's like I kept thinking, no, 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 no. Science is where I'm supposed to be, and the music's just this hobby thing. If I'd have figured it out, you know, back in the '80s or '90s, that music was where I was meant to be, who knows what you know what would have happened? We might never get everything sucks though. No, we that's the thing. I you know, it's weird because. <laughs> I look back and think, well, maybe if I would have figured it out back then, things would have been, you know, even better. But maybe they would have been worse because we've talked about how, you know, you have to take these these. I you know, the nature of my psyche is I need to take these breaks, maybe. Yeah. To kind of regenerate, regen rejuvenate. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that maybe that wouldn't have worked out so well if I just would have been like career music guy from day one. So, yeah, and all so. the and all the timing worked perfect for you guys. Yeah. All like the gaps, everything, man. Yeah. Like. It's it's been great. What's your favorite Descendants album? Oh shit, that's, that's hard. <laughs> it's the one I'm making right now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the one you're making now. Yeah, it's the one we're making right now for sure. Um, but but you said Enjoy is maybe least favorite, maybe. Yeah, I mean I think you There's know so many great songs. There, Wendy, yeah. Sour Grapes. 
Yeah, I mean, girl, fuck. You know, Milo goes to college. Obviously, has a special place in my heart just because of because of the 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 kind of circumstances in which it got made, and and just uh, you know uh, the fact that it kind of it kind of documented, especially Bill's and my uh, kind of friendship in terms of becoming musicians together. Yeah, Um, you know, but uh, you know, so Milo goes to college. Great, everything sucks. You know that that I've that's got to be up there and then you know hypercathium is a record yeah. that, that uh i think that's the latest one yeah, yeah i mean that's well. I that's that something where I, I think we you know every record we make we come in with some different approach to it yeah and that one you know i think it is it's got some good songs in it too, cool so. to be i mean on cool to be you um one more day that that song makes me completely emotional oh uh, yeah it's really heavy it's, because i lost my dad when i was a kid i yeah. had a relationship with him but we started to play that one live a little bit, and you know, Bill. Bill had to kind of get over, mm. you know, like oh, I don't know if I can play this live. Am I going to be able to make it back on the drumming? Is he going to be able to actually make it through the song? Because because wow. he because he because he wrote the song. Yeah. But I mean, uh, uh, we we play that one live, and um, yeah, it's 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 really it's it's I get a little goosebumps sometimes when I yeah. sing it because it's so heartfelt about him and his dad. It's so you know? real that the whole yeah. thing is just like so. so honest, man. It must have been like therapeutic him to even write that yeah he wrote another one for for evan dandu for the lemonheads about his dad called steve's dad steve's boy oh really steve's boy is in the same vein as as one more day okay so if, check out steve's boy because it's okay you know if you if you know the story behind one more day and then you hear steve's boy you're like oh you'll be like oh fuck it's like he, <laughs> he double dipped he, he double did. dipped he's a sick song um yeah. what, what about who, who would be your hero or role model well for you know for many years i wanted to I just wanted to hang out with John Doe. I mean, just like John Doe okay. from X, and I, I and I, I met, I had met him a variety of number of times, and each time I'd meet him, I'd be that guy like going, I totally get starstruck by him. I mean, he's just <laughs> the coolest guy ever, and I, I met him pretty recently. Or I met him for like the third or fourth time in Tulsa last year, and I finally was able to tell him like, look. You, you know, I did. I totally did the Punisher thing. I was like, to- <laughs> I was totally like fanboy. Yeah. And I, you know, I could tell he's like ready to, you know, kind of, you know, find the nearest exit. You know, like he's like, this guy's gonna be a fanboy. I'm sure he knows Descendants. No, but I mean, I had to. I just had to tell him. And you're you know, a grown man doing that. I, respect, I know. I yeah, yeah. It, so I do it you too. Know, I wasn't getting all weepy with him, but I was yeah. just like, hey, dude, this is meaning that you were you meant you mean so much to me and so that's probably my guy yeah is, is john you had Doe. a good moment with him yeah yeah, cool. yeah 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 so he's just so cool and you know writes such great songs and yeah know, and i just appreciate how he's made his way through the kind of vagaries of the music business or whatever you yeah know, and kind of landed in, in in a really comfortable spot in terms of you know kind of where what he can be as a musician yeah and 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 the kind of you know the legacy of x and all that kind of stuff so yeah so he's your top dude yeah i'd say so yeah did you ever like any like new york music we any of that hardcore scene there was that well i I guess you wouldn't call bad brains that but bad brains bad brains was my was my jammer for so long (laughs) they're so great minor threat minor threat's great yeah love those guys yeah yeah um you know i think you know ramones obviously yeah but it's funny because you know when when the bands like Agnostic Front were around, yes. we were we were doing a whole different shtick than what they were doing. Yeah, uh, you know, but you know, but those DC bands though, probably D, for me it was more DC than, yeah. than New York. I loved Scream. Scream's a great Scream's band. Great, great. Still screaming those records. Yeah. This side up. Yeah, I, I think this a very side, that's great. Uh, underrated band, man. I think. Yeah, yeah. 
I love this side up. The first one's still screaming. Those are both good. How about Seven Seconds? Seven Seconds, great. Massive to, Seven Seconds. We used to fan. tour a lot with those guys back in. Back you ever in the hear 80s. Verbal Assault from Rhode Island? I've heard the band name. Yeah. I should check them out. Sometime, they're like yeah. lyrically and everything about them. They're like way ahead of the time with lyrics and sounds and music. Check that out. Yeah, yeah really yeah. smart. Really smart. Yeah, I like the Dys from from up in, you know, that Smalley's band. Yeah, the yeah. This was good. Well, uh, did you guys have any have any um, um, I guess it was. We guys ever was it weird ever playing New York? You guys CBGBs? Did you guys like playing those kind of places? In those yeah, cities? yeah, it was always fun to play. Yeah, I, I think mean, I saw you guys there. I too. I mean, yeah. CBGBs, you know, it, it was a total dump. Yeah, but you know, you're, <laughs> you on the same time you walk in and you go like, we're playing CBGBs. It's home. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Fucking, this is you know, this is where it all started. You yeah, know? Uh, you know, and that's really is where it all started. Uh, so we, it's kind of a spe- it was a special place. I went there with my f- family, and and we were walking around, and uh, I guess that's kind of more southern uh, southern manhattan there lower manhattan yeah, yeah. and uh i said we we're near bleaker street and i said well we got to go see if cbg is over there and we go over there and my kids are like what are you doing dad we got to go catch the subway blah blah and we go there and it's like a it was like a clothing store or something oh yeah that's yeah. right john Barbados. yeah so oh I, my god so i was like oh man were there, were there any, <laughs> besides x is there a band that you wish the sentence got to play with um that didn't get to play with I mean, I guess I would have loved to play with the the Germs, but you know mm. they they broke up they broke up uh, before. I mean, there was an overlap there, but but they were just such a short lived band. Yeah, it never really happened. But yeah, because yeah. I think of those three bands: X, Germs, Black Flag. To me, are like for my personal development as a just a musician, I I. I, I copped things from all three of those. Yeah. <laughs> Germ, germs inspired, X, yeah. Yeah, inspired. Inspired by Germs X, Black Flag. So, yeah, I guess probably the Germs. <laughs> and, and then on your most recent record, you talk about food and stuff. Have you guys chilled out on certain things you're eating because you're older now? You guys talked about a lot of fast food and all the records and stuff. But now you get older, you, your health. Like, do you exercise? Are you a healthy person eating? And Well, yeah. My, I mean, uh, like my daughter's vegetarian, and I, nice. I've, I've tried to be vegetarian with her, and I'm, I'm, I... Consider myself more of like a pescatarian right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I still yeah. need to have some fish now and again. <laughs> but she says, "Oh, that's okay because it's a little less, uh, you know, cruel or whatever." So she became vegetarian all on her own. Yeah. She, wow. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I can say that one time I was veggie with her for like six months. I lost like 15 pounds. Really? So it's definitely a good way to be. I just, you know, it's like I, I do my best, um, but I, and I try to stay. You know, I try to you know go to the gym and. Nice. Uh, you know, I try to stay healthy as best I can. You have daily um, rituals like besides coffee in the gym, like just do you meditate or yoga or anything. No, or I no? just go on like a lot of walks with my wife. wife nice. and I, my wife and I like to walk. And my daughter's a runner, so I was tr- I was trying to start running with her, but I'm just too I'm too damaged. <laughs> <laughs> I because I was like in cross country in high school, but yeah, I, that's so I, right. I, I, you know, I, I keep thinking I could pick it up again. But you know, you know, HR from Bad Brains was an Olympic swimmer. That's that, who he wanted to be. Yeah, that's great. I in Liverpool, I didn't he told me, and he was also, uh, he was like a number one pole vaulter. So that's how he does the bat flicks and bat, bat Oh yeah, flips. right. He was a gymnast too. Okay, that's cool. It's pretty amazing, yeah. man. Yeah, he's he, he's another idol of mine. I mean, yeah, he's right. Such he's like a great, one of the best from an ever. Such a great singer, such a great uh, lyricist, and all that. So yeah. Yeah, the Bad Brains were like, you play with them back then, I'm sure. Um, hey, um. I don't know if we ever, I don't think we ever played with them. Really? I, I saw them so many times. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure we ever shared a bill with them, which is really? unusual. Uh, yeah, I see. I, my favorite times of seeing them was probably in San Diego. Well, actually, we saw them at the Whiskey 
bet you know like an 882 yeah. or so and then i saw them down in san diego at a tiny club you know everyone's <laughs> stage diving and i you know i stage dived and it was just it's great i mean they would and then they would they would play like half an hour of just the most you know face blistering punk yeah. rock and then they and then they'd be like okay let's play some reggae, reggae. and they <laughs> they they reggae for a while and then yeah. they'd go back to the other and it's a great uh, no other band was doing that was nobody great. was doing that yeah. man um do you, do you feel I, I like looking at looking back now and everything that you've achieved in your life and all the records you put out and the touring and the music and where punk rock is at now and i think we pretty much covered it anyway though is i know it's changed but like it's it's amazing that it's went through all these different generations and we can still yeah. play music man and people still come and there's kids there's people bringing their kids to the show now it's like yeah. i don't know whoever said punks dead punk, tongues dead they were wrong <laughs> punk's know. not dead no i it's it's I, I think the nature of the music is so i mean it, so it's important it, it's so, it has a very healthy a very healthy love of immaturity yeah and so of course the next generation is going to embrace that yeah some kid who's like 14 years old and you and you know you, you they're listening to some band who's totally flipping off flipping off their parents yeah so yeah yeah i yeah. want that so i think it's <laughs> it's it's the nature of the music that that, that that brings new kids into it because it's it's uh it, because it's it's for the kids yeah. it's for the youth and so yeah it's it's been fabulous because we have we have shows where dad shows up with his kid we probably even had a situation where granddad shows up. I'm with, sure with dad, yeah. with dad, three generations. Yeah, and that's just like beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's so. amazing. Now we're parents and still playing music. It's very, uh, it's amazing. And I have such a different respect for my mom since I became a parent. My mom raising three boys on her own. My mom, you know, like it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's been great. No tattoos for you, right? No, I keep. You made I, it through. You made it through. I, made it, <laughs> I keep thinking I'm going to get one though. It still still may happen because my really well my now my 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 son saying oh I got to get a tattoo and oh, I'm thinking man. I'm that's because that mumble rapper was got yeah, tattoos yeah well so if he I say <laughs> I said well first of all you know you got to pick something that you it's got to be something you want to yes. have forever so it's a forever thing yeah so you know there's that but then I said dude if you get one I may get one myself just wow. because you know. I mean, I've I've talked about it for a long time that I would get one. The thing is, is I, you know, I, like I was saying, you want something that it's going to be with you forever. So I, that's when you start thinking really long and hard, and you end up you end up talking yourself out of it. Like, well, it's, for me, it was like for a while it was going to be something science related. Yeah. So I was going to be put, awesome. I was going to get like the DNA molecule or something really artistic with DNA because I always worked with DNA and genes. That'd be and awesome. All. Yeah. And then I get I get laid off, and it's like, well, fuck you, then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Because now I'm not a scientist anymore. Now, I mean, DNA is still cool, but it's not, it doesn't define you yeah. anymore. And so then I'm back at square one. H2O, we're actually molecules, right? Are we mo yeah, well, you guys are a molecule. Sick. Totally, yeah. So you have a H2O, you have a molecule on you? Yes, I do. Very good. So you, so you got a molecule. I should probably get DNA still. But could we get your first tattoo in your 50s? Yeah, yeah, well, what, you know, I, I don't think, I'm never going to get it all inked up, but I would definitely. How about a descendants tattoo? No. It's too weird. Uh, yeah, I don't like wear descendant shirts. I don't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. it's like one of those things. Like, because also th it's a little different for me because if I get a descendant tattoo, it would probably end up being that that face, and it's like that's a little too strange. It's you and yourself. Yeah. Who drew that? Who drew that originally? Uh, this guy Roger Dorline. He was the high school high school chum of mine, and uh, he used to draw it during uh, during class when he was bored, and he would wow. he would make these cartoons like. You know, like cartoon strips with the panels. Yeah. And he'd have me, 
the me as the in the cartoon, you know, doing like goofy stuff, being being a, a, a dork or whatever. Yeah. And and so that's how it got started. And then Bill for the first that first record said, well, we should use that 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 cartoon on there. And that's that, amazing, yeah, so, man. Yeah. You, you, it's crazy how much of an effect you had on people wear glasses too in punk rock. And you used, yeah. to, you used to wear those bands around them on your on stage. Yeah, I still wear those. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. kids like, because kids might have felt like uncomfortable going to shows wearing glasses. And I'm like, oh my god, Milo wears glasses. It's kind of cool. You made that cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'd like, I, I'd like to think maybe being a nerd is not so uncool anymore. Maybe no, maybe it's maybe not. being a nerd now is more cool. And maybe I had a role in that. And that that to me, you is, definitely had a role in that. Is, is great. Yeah. You made people feel yeah. comfortable to wear if they wear glasses or actually to be, if they were smart and they could uh, and, they, and they could pass because everybody thought like punk rockers like fuck school fuck your parents yeah, fuck this right, and you, you know yeah. you were like I'm gonna be yeah. educated and I'm still gonna play punk rock and kill it so yeah. that was a whole different twist to it I think yeah I kind of think that uh, it's okay to be smart and you can be punk rock too yeah that's well said you I know like what that. I mean like <laughs> yeah. well I think I cover a lot with you yeah. they say um. I appreciate your time. Yeah. This is huge for me because obviously a big inspiration to me. Um, you know, you, Kevin Seconds, Ian McKay, some of the people I looked up to as a father figure. You're probably not much older than me, but when I'm looking at you guys up here, it's like something different. But like growing up without a dad, listening to your lyrics and, and um, relating to your lyrics at a very young age. So I appreciate you, everything you've done with the music um, and continue to do and the impact you're on on my life and my whole band. And cool. my family, and my wife, and my friends, and fantastic. And I pre I'm glad you're back, and everybody missed you, and everybody was always there waiting for your band to come back. And um, it's exciting to see you guys now still we're back killing for it. Good. Yeah, <laughs> it's your new career starting in the yes, 2000s. Right, exactly. Um, we're gonna do this. I'll just die on stage at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much, Milo. Right. I appreciate it. Um, I think we're good. I think we did great on here. Okay. I think we cover a lot of shit. Did we cover a lot of shit? Oh yeah. If I, it, it, what I usually do on this podcast, I've done a lot of people. Is that if I do listen back and I forgot some questions, I might call you on the phone. Yeah. That's okay with you. That's cool. Because we're in a van right now. It's super awkward. I get to piss really bad. And we play an hour and 15 minutes. So Yeah, you got to go warm up. Yeah, I do my vocal warm-ups. Do your warm-ups. All right, awesome, Milo. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.